This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me. And Mr. Bracelet Hunt himself. He's on the hunt. It's Matthew Hunt. What is popping? What's Hunt? up, Connie? Ain't shit, just chilling, just chilling. I'm happy to be here. Um, we're happy to have you, man. Mm-hmm. How, how, how's the high feeling? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, it, it, uh, it, it obviously always sucks to get seventh in a tournament. Like, seventh never feels good in that sense but yeah i'm i'm mm-hmm. good they gotta keep you on the hunt exactly. it's the only way your bracelet hunt yeah you know? i mean if they if they actually gave me a bracelet i have to change my screen name it's you know, true so. <laughs> <laughs> seventh is like like it's just like you're so close to the money to like actual real big money but you're just not there yeah right yeah, you need we, like we, that top three like if you get third you're like God, that sucked. But at least I get this. Nice yeah, chunk I, I would have liked six figures. Like I would have right. liked top four or five. <laughs> right, you know, yeah, but yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. It's tournament poker. It's sick. Berkey loves like six and thirds. Mm-hmm. Right, that, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true at all. Oh, um, you just keep getting them. I thought that's also not true. Oh, I'll have you know. He doesn't have a third. I have plenty of thirds. A lot yeah, of thirds. A lot of thirds. Many, many, many thirds. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of seconds. I have no. S- no seconds, yeah. no firsts. I have no ninths, no eighths, one seventh, and then everything else is fifth through third. Wow. <laughs> so I have, I have like 10 fifth through third. Yeah. So how many do I, how many uh, WSOP specifically final tables do you, do you Oh, I'm have? only talking about WSOP. Okay, so how, so how many total final tables do you have? With online, I think I have 12 or 13. Oh, wow. That's, I thought it was like seven or eight. I thought I was catching you, but I've got a long way to go. <laughs> I, I, I think I have like nine live. How many do you have? I have two live and three online. Uh, yeah, I have three on uh, three or four online. I can't recall. Wow. And then I have, I think, eight or nine live. Yeah, you went back to back one year. Back to back. Yeah, that was the good year. That was the COVID year when all of the events were fucking huge. I mean, they still kind of are. No, I I went back to back and got, uh, I think I got fourth and sixth. And it it totaled like 180K or 170K. Which is pretty, it was like over 200 to first. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like they were the size of small no limit fields live. Brian, do you have any? I do not. Fortunately, Tice, what do you about we, you? We, we will. Yeah, get I have there, a second. Um, second online. L- Landon yeah. and Hunt yeah. are the turbo champions. I have a they second. both have seconds. Yeah, I have uh, a second online <laughs> in the 1K. If you're second, you're, you're, you're not a champion. <laughs> <laughs> speak, speak for yourself. That's the podium for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta cue the meme uh, of, hey, the, of like the what metal, the the metal sh- biting champagne guy. Yeah. Grappa. Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking, Connie. Yeah, I have a 14th or 15th, something like that. Oh, yes, you do. Last year online, right? Yes, the 500? Right. Mm. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Oh, man. I think I have... You have at least one. I think I have two. Oh, There's if you at ca- least two, right? If you count Deuce. the deuce to seventh, I got ninth. I thought you had one online. You I did. did. That's what I was talking so, about. Okay, so you, you... I have three, I think. Two does, or three. Does deuce to seven count, or is it unofficial final table? Well, I don't give a fuck. Was there know? one table remaining? Yes. Okay, then it counts. Yeah, then it counts. All right. The unofficial Unof- counts. Unofficial counts, yeah. yeah. I think so. So, ask your final it? table domain. If you get ten. Yes. Yeah. Mm, I actually might be upping my total by one because uh, I'm counting a faux unofficial one. Uh, we were just talking about this story off air. We might as well bring it up because it's relevant. So I guess in yesterday's six max, and it seems like this only happens in six max, which sort of makes sense because uh, prior to the unofficial final table of seven, you're playing, you know, four handed on each table. Um, Huni ran into a weird spot where <laughs> uh, his payout kind of got... Fu- well, they made a ruling. Let's so, put it that so way. So basically... Eighth, you tell the story. Yeah, so basically 8th was 50K and 7th was 67K, I believe. Okay. And when they got to 8-handed, Huni asked the floor, um, hey, are we going hand for hand? Mm-hmm. And the floor said, no, we don't do hand for hand here. So they got into a situation where, you know, Huni puts in 80% of his chips and finds out that there's another guy all in at the other table. Okay. So it turned into an old... Um, old Western standoff, it seems. <laughs> and, you know, it's just right, like... because there's no shot clocks. There's no shot clocks or right. anything. So, you know, there's just two guys standing there with guns drawn. So and- they're both just... <laughs> both have 80% of their chips in the middle waiting for the other one to make a decision. Basically. 
and you know, okay. and eventually, um, floor was called. Um, they called Jack, and basically, he ruled that it was going to be the whoever has the lowest amount of chips. If right. they both were to bust that hand. Right, and that's that's fine. I guess it's it's a ruling. It's, it's a rule. Whether it's a good one or not, I guess uh, is to be determined. But that's not the that's not the rule. Right. That's um, that's not the issue. Well, it's not the issue, but it's also not the rule. The only time that you do that where the the lower chip denomination gets the worst place is if it two bust outs at the same, same table, table. Right. Yeah. So usually. If you're dealing with a bubble situation where uh, you'd be hand for hand in this situation, it would be they would split the the bubble. If they right? were to both get knocked out that hand, correct. Yes. If they were both to get knocked out, they, they would split. Um, they won't do that here though because WSOP doesn't facilitate any sort of ICM chops or anything like that, so they won't split two places. And coincidentally, uh, when you were telling this story, I recalled that this exact thing happened to me in 2021. Uh, I went deep in the 10k 6 max with 8 left uh, I was on the main stage and the side feature off like the old Thunderdome at the Rio mm -hmm. uh, had the other table and for whatever reason the floor had just vacated our tournament <laughs> I don't know where anybody it's only went. a 10k 6 max that, no that happened to me yesterday because there yeah. was so many final tables yesterday 5 right. final tables in one day yeah. we literally had a time where someone got clocked and it was like, where's the floor? Right. We, we can't get a floor over here. And so the guy was like, the guy got like an extra minute to make his decision because the floor was somewhere else and had to like walk over. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, there was, I think there was like four going on simultaneously yeah. at this point or like three and one was like down to two tables. Yeah, or something. Was the and 600, like, the 1500, <laughs> the um, 3K right. and one more, I think. And ours was obviously like one of the least important ones because it was just a 1500. So we were just in this position where people were getting clocked and just right. getting way more time than they should have gotten because the floor wasn't there and had to be like shouted at from like the opposite side yeah. of the room. You know? yeah. it was, like, it was and crazy. coincidentally, like when ours was happening, it was actually the biggest one, but we didn't have the biggest names. I think Mattisau was at like a 1500 final mm -hmm. table or whatever. Anyway, yeah. there's no floor to be found. Yeah, Bob is running all three. Yes, correct. There's one TD in the room. But... So Bob was running multiple final tables when I was doing this, but he wasn't our TD. There was another TD, an older guy that I didn't recognize. Uh, so they did have multiple TDs, but whatever, for whatever reason, the TD just vacates our area, right? <laughs> so we both bust simultaneously. And we walk up to the podium, and we're waiting for the TD to come back and give us our payout slips. So like five minutes later, he comes, out, comes back and he goes, who busted first? And we just look and shrug. <laughs> we don't fucking know, man. That's not our job. We're and he sick goes right now. <laughs> he goes, okay, and just hands us each a ticket. So we go to the window, assuming that we chop seventh and eighth place money, and uh, we explain to the to the woman running the the payouts what happened. And she goes, we don't do that here. Yeah, and we're like, well, what the fuck else are you gonna do? Like, <laughs> this is insane. So they call Charlie, and he comes and he goes, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight with you guys. Uh, we're not chopping these places. One of you has to get eighth, and one of you has to get seventh. We're like, how the hell are you gonna make that decision? He goes, well, we're going to go back and we're going to review the tape. And whichever one of you busted first is going to get eighth place. And I'm thinking like, okay, first of all, this is fucking insanity. Because we could have just waited each other out forever. If, <laughs> if we knew previously that this was going to be the ruling. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, like neither of us made decisions predicated off the fact that time was going to be what dictated where we finished and how do they not have hand for hand it's insane uh, honestly mm -hmm. it's well it's because they won't facilitate uh a chop but i mean you could just do what jack did and like you know go hand for hand and whichever the shorter stack is gets the worst place yeah otherwise you just sit there and wait because why wouldn't you right mm -hmm. right of course yeah. so uh we're like okay well how long is that going to take because there was a three million guarantee at the win that we were <laughs> trying to max late reg he goes i don't know it could be upwards of four hours <laughs> i just look at this kid i go bro like we gotta Can get we out just of here. split this, and he's like, "Yeah, like uh, I'll take I'll take the the higher positioning because I'm from a tax treaty country." And I was like, "Okay, great." So we both just like I take eighth, he takes seventh, uh, and we go cash out, and then he just hands me like the twenty k difference or whatever it is. It's like Jesus, man, so lucky that this is a high stakes tournament where uh, people are reasonable. I, I mean, I didn't I didn't even know this kid. I just. 
you know, he, he basically gave me a handful of names, names that would hard vouch for him. And I was like, yeah, like you seem like you're a high stakes reg, like whatever, let's just do the deal. But imagine if this is like a 1500 and I'm playing Joe from Montana who like has he's, never final table he's, before. Well, is he on the guy from Montana? <laughs> that's, that's Dave from Montana. Not, it. <laughs> not from Joe. Montana, right. not Joe. <laughs> um, but yeah, like obviously this is, this is certainly one of those like small issues that goes overlooked until it becomes apparent, like sure. until you're in the spot. But you know, for like guys like Jack, like they run into this year in and year out. I think you just forget about it. Like yeah. every time it happens yeah. and then you move on and then you forget. It's like, yeah, it just seems like, you know, better procedures should be put in place for this type of stuff. Like, what do you even do if it's not you in that spot and it's somebody that is like a wreck? Snap clock. Oh, you mean like... Like you, they both, you both bust at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're he not going to know what to do. He says, yeah, let's look at the footage. It'll take four hours. And guy says, oh, like we can just make this deal. It's like, I don't want to make this deal. I don't know you. Right. Yeah. Well, Ima I mean, imagine yeah. that happens in like the Gladiator. Right. right, like imagine right, right. someone's playing a three hundred dollar event. It's like their first OSOP event, and they go super deep and they cash for like fifty k. Imagine they're in that spot now. Like that person is going to get completely fucked over because they don't know what to do. They're not right. familiar with it. There mm -hmm. has to be a procedure. Not, in place. not only that, I mean, uh, they're just going to wait the four hours for the tape. Yeah, but now they're now they're subject to variants. Right. Of just like, mm -hmm. oh, did I put my chips in too fast? Yeah. Like, did I not properly tank <laughs> then, my way right. out of and this? And then you're back right. to the situation where like people are getting rewarded for just wasting everybody's time mm -hmm. by taking longer and longer and longer over every single decision. Like, it's kind of absurd. Speaking of which, uh, we were talking a little bit via chat about the parallels between this 1500 run you had and the 2500 final table I made last year. Yes, yeah, wild. It's wild how identical <laughs> it is. Yeah. But the thing that sticks out to me, that, so uh, a couple like... Clear details that, that overlapped. Uh, we both kind of captured the chip lead midway through day two and didn't relinquish until, you know, 12 like, or 11 left, something yeah. like that. Um, and, uh, sorry, I forget his name. Santiago, San Plante. Santiago Plante, yeah. yeah. Plante. Got sixth in both of these that's, events. That's the wildest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the <laughs> same guy getting sixth in both events is yeah. so unlike. The guy's the goat, honestly. He really is. He great. really is the yeah, guy. I love him. He was really fun. He played great. Like, yeah. I, was, I was really happy to have him at the table. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, the thing I really want to talk about though, uh, and you know, you could speak to it cause it's a lot fresher in your mind, but I remember how fucking mad I was. I must've called clock. <laughs> I must've called clock no fewer. And this started on day two. Mm -hmm. I clocked five people on the bubble. Like mm -hmm. just the floor kept walking away. I go, just stand here. please. <laughs> yeah. And she was like getting mad at me. I'm like, this is not my fault. Yeah. You're the one who doesn't have a shot clock. Now fucking stand here. Cause this guy is taking five minutes. hundred percent. I, I, I think I clocked two people and I think two other separate times I said, I'm going to clock you in another 20 seconds. Like, yeah. You've got 20 seconds. Then I clock you or whatever. Because there was a there was a kid who was doing that thing that people do that's become cool now, even though they don't know why they're doing it. <laughs> where they like jam pre in a situation where there's they no leave a chip behind. Yeah, they leave yeah. a chip behind. This kid was going everything but five k. He was declaring everything but five k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember uh, Sean Winter did that in uh, Triton, where he's like everything but twenty five k. Yeah, yeah. Like, so this, this isn't even a number. This kid Clyde, whatever his name is, was doing this. <laughs> Um, and he was doing it in spots where like, there's no pay jump, right? So like, mm. there, like he, there's literally no strategic reason to do it. And sometimes he would do it and then he would just like snap, call it, call it off or whatever. And sometimes he would do it and then he would wait. But there was one time where he did it and he, he literally like, I, I called and then he had one chip behind and I just, I was in the small blind. So I just like bet one chip on the flop to put him all in. And he like waited, like he, he, he waited and was like trying to see what was going on at the other table and things like that. And it just, you just have to find a way to make this not a part of the game because yeah. it, it can't be the case that people are able to benefit and make money by literally not playing poker. Like right. you, you can't have a poker mm -hmm. tournament be a, any kind of like skill game when there's a benefit to sitting there with everybody at the table looking at you and waiting for you to do something, and you're making money from doing that. It's just completely contrary to the spirit of any kind of competition. Brian was on the rail for mine. Do you, do you remember uh, what happened with 11 left in, in my event? I was, just, I was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Maybe. His memory is a little bit fuzzy. Uh, well, I knew it took so long. That's why I got so drunk. Right. 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 Like, so I should have had, had five or six less. I had beers. a commanding chip lead. I had like well over 100 big blinds, very similar to you. Um, and it just took forever to get from 13 down yeah. to 10. No, I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, but in the no. process, one of the big reasons why it took forever 
was the other table, the one I wasn't at, mm -hmm. had four short stacks, and they were colluding to tank. Yeah. And the it, other, the other, uh, what two people at the table or whatever didn't care. This is this is literally exactly what happened yesterday. My table, my table had more chips at it. The other we table, had all the chips. Yeah. We had one through six yeah. at our table, right. and then seven mm -hmm. through eleven mm -hmm. was at the other yeah. table. Yeah. So at my at my table, the, well, the whole tournament there was. 51 million chips in play. Yeah. I think my table had 30 or 32 million of them, something like that. Yep. And the other table was all short stacks. Nobody was busting. Short stacks kept doubling up. Uh, everybody at my table was taking 20, 30 seconds on every single decision um, because everybody had like 20, it was like between like 12 and 28 big blinds. And I had like 60 yep. plus. Yep. Um, everybody at the other table was playing super slow. Like we were playing way fewer hands per level. And that, that's like directly, everybody in the event basically colluding to just steal money from me. Exactly. It's funny, but it's right. absolutely true. And that's 100% what happened to me as well. Uh, and I begged the floor, begged him, pleaded to go hand for hand. I tried to explain it as best I could as to like what kind of thievery was taking place. And they have precedent for this. Mm -hmm. They do this in other big events like the main so when there's like three or four tables left in the main, if one table is like stalling relentlessly, they'll go hand for hand. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's the necessary thing to do if you're not going to implement a shot clock. Yeah. This floor wanted nothing to do with it. Just absolutely nothing. And I was just like, okay, then I'm going to keep calling clock. And the unfortunate thing was I'm clocking people at my table because I can't clock people at the other fucking yeah, table. Right. Yeah, I would have been clocking the other table if I could. <laughs> like, yeah. And there was there was other stuff. Like it was, it was, uh, there was a hand that I played against a guy where... He was, I, it was like some guy who's like, a, I don't know, like some ACR streamer or something. Like I, 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 his first name is Rocco something. I forget his last name, but like he was, he was tanking a lot. He was egregious, just like a lot of other people were. And there was a hand where I opened the button into his big blind. He had like, like 15 bigs or something. Uh, he tanks facing my open. I clock him. And then as soon as I clock him, he then calls. And he actually said like, he basically said something, I forget exactly what it was, but he implied that he was only defending the big blind so that he could waste more time right? and <laughs> then tank on the flop. Yeah, so yeah. like he tanks on the flop and then as it gets to the point where I'm like looking at him as if it's like, I'm about to clock you, <laughs> he, he then checks. Wow, you're I, so much more generous than me. If somebody yeah. said that to me, I would give him exactly five seconds. Yeah, post. I mean, I, I honestly, I probably should have done, but like- So British. I, he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he tanks, he checks. I snap, like, bet one big blind. He tanks again. He calls. Like, turn is, like, I don't even... I, the board was, like, ace, queen, deuce, king or something. He checks. I bet again. And then he tanks. And then it gets to the point where I'm, like, about to clock him. And just as... Like, I feel like he's had, kind of had an instinct of, like, how long it was going to take me to clock him. <laughs> um, and then just as I was about to clock him again, he, like, finally folds. And it's, like, if you're getting to the point where people are literally defending the big blind specifically so they have the opportunity to waste more time like you're now you're massively reducing the extent to which this is actually a skill game to any significant degree and i can guarantee you if there had been a rec player at that table who was in their first like wsop deep run experience or something like that it's going to completely ruin the experience for them yeah and it's going to completely disincentivize them from playing tournaments like that in the future because they know if they get deep in it the guys who are going to make more money are the guys who are willing to just sit there and have everybody looking at them for two minutes while they do absolutely nothing. Like there has to be some way to, to uh, fix this. I hate to say it. Uh, I, I know that I'm like the, the wet blanket when it comes to, to MTTs and stuff like that from this podcast. But like truth of the matter is like I, I grew up truly loving tournament poker. Mm -hmm. it, it really is that that chase of the high of, of finishing first yeah and getting yeah. rewarded with his the reason why i kind of fell out of favor initially was because the big scores weren't that much bigger than what i was capable of having on a good day in cash mm -hmm. so like you're not really chasing the same dream anymore and that's mm -hmm. fine like you don't need me in that pool but i yes, still revisit do. it for fun mm -hmm. over and over again and <laughs> i have less and less fun every single time i show up because of these antics mm -hmm. like the the way the structure is currently set up and, you know, we talk about this every single summer. And for whatever reason, nobody's really willing to acknowledge how big of a problem it is. You make more money. Almost everyone in the field, barring the top 
five percent, mm-hmm. maybe even maybe even less, Probably might less. even be like the top two percent. Yeah, you make more money by not playing hands. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. That's why people leverage. Yeah, that's why people max late reds and just take time. Right. I mean, yeah, but at least they're taking off variants, right? Like you're mm-hmm. you're punishing them a little bit by like putting them in there with ten big blinds and winning all in, basically. Right. Yeah. But when you add the layer of they can just take all of your time away. Mm-hmm. Those of you that have been here from the start that have accumulated a stack, they're going to take all the value of that stack away by not allowing you to be dealt in any longer. Right. I mean, this is the nature of online tournaments as well, especially on. The bigger sites and like bigger field tournaments is this influx of max late registering. Mm-hmm. So the way that it's kind of being combated is through PKOs. Yeah. Because the later you <coughs> register in a PKO, the more you get wrecked for right. it. Yeah. Um, but in vanilla tournaments, for a freeze out, like the first best time to register is like right at the start. The second best time is at the very last second. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in that case, there has to probably be something along the lines of making max late reg be less than you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. make it earlier in the day yep. type thing so you have to be there with some more playability but that's short and surprise pools yeah it also you, you have to get something up <laughs> yeah there's there like but there, does it though because the same people that max would play anyways yeah i i think what it comes down to is there has to be I, i'm not enough of a, a math whiz to figure this out but there has to be a way of creating an incentive to just not slow down play like there has to be a way to make it such that players who actually have all the chips and who have the chip lead don't end up losing EV to the rest of the field just by virtue of the rest of the field mutually agreeing to play as few hands as possible in order to neutralize the effect of one player having Honestly, a lot of chips. Honestly, I've, I've been on this train for a while and I, I think that it's... I, I thought maybe it's practically difficult to implement, but maybe not. I think once you get into the money of the tournament, if you're not willing to introduce a shot clock and a short one at that, mm-hmm. every table should be should just be uh, going number of hands. Yeah, I, like every level should be X number of hands. Yeah, like I think I honestly think that would and actually then just have be, staggering breaks. That this is yeah, this is the kind of thing that I've been thinking about for a while. That excuse me, if if you uh, if you had every level is X number of hands once you get into the money, or even once you get close to the bubble, like once you get down to like yeah. a quarter of the field or yeah, something, yeah. right? Every level is X number of hands. You now actually incentivize the opposite. You incentivize fast play because if you said, we're only going to start the next level once every table has finished the level, mm-hmm. what now happens is if you actually play faster, you get more breaks. Right. right. You get more opportunity to just like chill while the rest of the tables finish out mm. the previous level. Yeah. Um, the only implementation issue is making sure that the count of number of hands is accurate, but that shouldn't be that complicated when we have technology well, available. Yeah. What yeah. happens when people at a table bust? Like what if three people are at the same table bust? Who gets moved? Just people with the same amount of hands played? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's diff- it, it, it does become difficult to like... Right. Yeah, uh, so you already played, you already played eight just, hands oh, and now you... Right, but there's yeah. just variance to that. Yeah. It's like, like getting moved I, into the big blind. Sure, yeah. but at the same time, like some tables are four ring nine, the other table has six. So you no, just no, have to no, deal no, with no, no. You're, you're, you're not seeing what I'm saying. You would still fill in the tables. Yeah. It would just be variance as to whether or not you get to play more or fewer hands. Right. Oh, yeah. sure. Because that, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's already variance as to where you get moved and stuff like that. Like, it's just an added element that you have to just kind of deal with. And yeah, I think so that's maybe fine. you already played six hands and now you go to a table that has six hands left to play. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's you annoying. Have, I have to play 12 right. instead of 10. But it's or a bit nine like, it's just a bit like getting moved into the big blind twice in three exactly. hands. Yeah. Or exactly. Yeah. Like, it yeah. just, it just happens. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm obviously here for it. I also think that maybe like final two tables. Hand for hand instead of being two minutes removed from the shot clock goes to one minute, right? Because people, mm-hmm. I've seen this happen in the Florida 25K like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And it's going to happen all the time. Hand for hand just makes people realize, okay, I can't tank anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, the, it's just the answer. It just has to be the answer. Mm-hmm. Right, but you can only do that for so long. Sure. I mean, like at the very end of uh, a tournament. For what it's worth, right? also like hand for hand is effectively what we're suggesting. Sure. We're, we're just allowing a cluster of hands to take place right. instead of they, one they, collective they, group they, hand. They, they did this for a year or two in the main event where like hand for hand was like 10 hands. You play 10 hand, you play like a round or it was like nine hands. You play a round and then you'd stop. I do vaguely remember that. They did that but for, it, it, I think, yeah. I think orbit, they did it orbit. during the soft bubble. Orbit maybe it was. Orbit, maybe yeah, it, was, yeah. it was orbit yeah. for orbit, but I right. think they did it during a soft bubble when we were like 50 out of the money. I, um, I actually, in the Bahamas, I spoke to one of the PokerStars floor guys about whether or not they had considered doing that orbit for orbit yeah. at, like at PSPC and things like that and his reply was basically that it's more logistically complicated than it seems and isn't really feasible mm-hmm. and I 
kind of get it, but at the same time, it just feels like the issue is becoming so big at this point that it might be worth trying to figure out a way to make it less complicated just so that you can stop this problem happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we can we can button this up uh, with, with just like some final thoughts, but personally, as somebody that I feel like leans a little bit more rec than mm -hmm. pro in, in these types of uh, events or, or just tournaments in general, right? Like my desire to play is much closer to the <laughs> recreational side of things than the professional side. The fun factor is going down. It's, uh, it's miserable. And, yeah. and honestly, like it's been trending this way for a long time mm -hmm. where I stayed stubborn and said like, no, I'm going to do the thing that I feel is like ethically correct and I'm going to play at a normal speed. And I just like watch hundreds and thousands of dollars get pulled out of my pocket in the yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is ridiculous. And now I'm not even one of the more skilled players in the field. Like maybe 10 years ago, I might've been in the top five or 10% of the field, but like not anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm for sure like entering a lot of fields where I'm breaking even or maybe small loser. And then mm -hmm. on top of that, I'm having EV stolen away from <laughs> guys who are comparable to my skill set but are willing to tank 10 times as long. Let me, yeah. You're becoming the whale. Question. Let me ask you guys a question. Kind of off topic. Not really. Um, so I was playing a 1K in Florida, and we were about to be in the money. We go hand for hand, and it's 15-minute levels, I think, or mm -hmm. 20. It was short. It's like a hyper turbo. Yeah, yeah, it was just a turbo. And like it's like um, when, we went, when we went hand for hand, it was two minutes per hand. Do we think that should be cut down? Because it's a turbo, probably. Yeah, probably, probably. like thirty seconds. Well, I, I'm not well you can't you can't cut down that far. You you still want to stay maybe. within the realm of could a hand take place in this amount of time? Yeah. So I was talking to the floor about, it, and he's like, if we just let it go, it's it, each hand would take longer anyway. Well, that's obviously true, but that's because people are incentivized to let it. Yeah, I mean, like everybody remaining in the field at that point, especially in a turbo where the chip leader might be like twenty five blinds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody in the field, if they were all playing optimally correct, you would all be in some weird prisoner's dilemma where nobody actually took action until the event just ended. Except for the... Until everybody was just like all in. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, not even the chip leader. Because you can't outpace the, you can't outpace the structure. Uh, right? So you would just let the clock bleed down until everybody had zero big blinds. Everybody takes a knee. And you would just chop it up like <laughs> however many were left. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just thought it would be a, a big like... Uh, unfair advantage to the chip the guy with chips in that situation mm -hmm. because it's like it just the blinds just go up immediately you immediately lose a level mm -hmm. almost yeah or I, half I, a level or something i think to to sort of summarize where i'm at with it is that anything that anything that is the kind of thing that it, the game would be unsustainable if everybody did it mm -hmm. should you know we should have we should find ways to get rid of it from the game because you if every player tanks as long as some players do in these situations you suddenly are in a in a position where the game is the game collapses mm -hmm. like the, the game because there's no fun anymore at all because you're not even doing anything you're sitting there for long periods of time just watching people do nothing right and half hour in between pretend hands. like they have a decision <laughs> yeah. like yeah. it's almost absurd sometimes that what the shit people do they're like counting their stack four times like looking at the clock eight times like it's, it's just kind of absurd so like if you get to the point where it's not like if everybody did it the game dies we have to do something about it yeah just have I, to. I, no I think i think one of the major concerns that i have is that the people who could be making sweeping change with this type of stuff like making policy mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. they're not professional poker players and the thing that professional poker players have as an advantage here is thinking in terms of equilibrium right if you think in terms of like how this plays out at mm -hmm. equilibrium everybody just stalls not the yeah. inverse it's not that everybody plays fast mm -hmm. like this whole notion of uh them kind of beating us over the head of like if you're stalling we're gonna give you a penalty so like do right by your neighbor and just play quickly or whatever that's not how this plays out the equilibrium settles at everybody stalling yeah. right and now if you defect you don't beat the stallers you lose right <laughs> and then the only time someone diverges from that is when they are able to accumulate enough chips that they suddenly now benefit from playing more hands right yeah and that specifically that was, yeah. is what creates the scenario where when one player does have a big chip lead now the rest of the field is colluding against that player yeah as they were yesterday and that's the right me. way to frame it i think yeah. is frame it as like cooperative <laughs> collusion because that's what it is agreed 100 what it agreed is. even if it's unspoken yeah. that's 100 percent what's happening mm -hmm. i mean it's, it's kind of the same thing in regards of if blind versus blind you jam on someone and like somehow a conversation starts like oh like even 
you should probably fold here or whatever. Like, it's mm -hmm. good for everybody. Yeah. Like, that's self collusion. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, having yeah. that conversation yeah. itself. Or, like, we should check it down whenever two people are, three people yeah. are all in or it's whatever. It's like, oh, like, yeah, like, I'd be nice to you. I'd be nice right. to you. Yeah. And yeah. Even, the, even the dynamic that developed at my table yesterday, where it was obvious that everybody was, everybody was playing relatively slow, except for, to be fair, I should give credit to the guy who ended up winning it, Ben Ector, because even when he was relatively shallow he did not slow down very much mm -hmm. so he was kind of not as bad as some of the others but there there was a like it was very obvious to me that like nobody else is going to clock anybody right and that's the soft that's part of the soft collusion too. yeah like yeah, yeah. the fact that they're they're stacks, right, right exactly because they all benefit from the fact that they're you know that that this is happening so the the idea that at some level um the existence of clocking people disincentivizes it is not true because there are plenty of circumstances where only one player at the table is ever going to be the one who clocks somebody. Right. And now you put that player in the position of they're the one who gets to decide how long people get to act on their hands. Yeah. And that's what, and, I, that's what the spot I was in yesterday. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, the floor doesn't always cooperate with you. Yeah. Because you're one of many. Right. And the, the, you're not going to be able to just say, look, hey, Floor, these guys are stealing money from me. Please help me stop it. Because the Floor doesn't have much incentive to actually give a shit about right. who actually wins the and money. And, like, let's know? look at a bigger field tournament. Let's just extrapolate out. Like, let's look at the main. And each table has its own chip leader, right? Mm -hmm. It's in their all best, all of their best interests to clock everybody at the table to make them play yeah. faster. Right. But implement in real time you can't yeah there's not enough floor people to be like oh yeah stay here right stay right. here stay here have a floor person mm -hmm. for every single table. and yeah. if you're Impossible. short like you just kind of get a, get away with shit i mean isn't isn't the shot clock like isn't that just the answer the simple it, answer it, it, it's no. it's not the answer but it's it's a step right it's, it's the best thing we have right now yeah. right yeah at least at least like when we're when you're down to like three or four tables like yeah then 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 for sure have it. the two like, major issues with the shot clock are that uh if you if you do it in a way that isn't disruptive to um, people who aren't accustomed to playing under a time constraint, mm -hmm. then you give too much time. Uh, and if you don't give too much time, then you may be off-putting to Rex. Mm -hmm. And like I think that that's the the big dilemma that they're constantly trying to fight. Uh, I think that the best way to go about it is to uh, have very short time extensions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So give like a dozen. 15 second or That's 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Just like give people a lot of time extensions. Don't force them to put one in while they're thinking. Right. Just allow it to be done at the end of a hand. Like mm -hmm. have the dealer say, you owe me three time extensions mm -hmm. or you owe me mm -hmm. four, whatever, mm -hmm. based on how long they took. And if you do that, I think it manages it in a way where it, it's, it's like, it's not a chess clock situation, but it's close because yeah. Yeah. you I have think, a certain I amount of I think the time. action clock pre is should be mandatory everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Slay Dog and I got into a big fight about this where he was saying, like, no one wants this, which is insane to me. Uh, the action only, clock... Only, the only people who don't want it are people who only make money through stalling. It has to be, right? Because, <laughs> like... Uh, the, so the action clock, for, for clarity's sake, is just that you have 15 seconds to act on your hand if the pot is unopened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If the pot is open, though, in any capacity, you have infinite time. Which I don't think that should be okay. No, I, I think yeah. you should just add time to the action clock. Mm -hmm. Right. So 15 seconds goes to 30. 30 yeah. Even that's whatever. a ton of time, man. Like if you're playing nine handed and it goes open, like you start from under the gun nine and go get to the button, that's like three minutes. Yeah. That's it if is. every single person. Which they that's uses, if every single person uses but it. If they're folding, the that's thing. not the case. And you have to remember there will be ICM situations where you don't want to be put under a 15 second time constraint. Sure, but you just get extra time slots. Like I would say have 10 seconds pre and have like 20 time extensions. Yeah, yeah, fine. So that's if you, fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, sure, if you all want to take 10 seconds, it takes a minute. Uh, I agree. I, I think that's something about. But the the big point is that the action clock is separate from the the um, what do we call it? The, the time bank or whatever. Yeah. I mean, right. like on WSOP, you get like 10 seconds pre and then it but you're talking about time bank. Yeah, but you're talking about online. We're talking about live. Live is a lot more difficult to execute. So the action clock live is a separate thing from when they introduce the time banks. I just mean, I just mean in the sense of why we allow more time for these live poker decisions and like online, it's like, ah, we don't care. Because it's harder to execute. That's, yeah, and it's it, it, also, yeah. it also just puts pressure on the dealers as well. I think right. the, something that I became aware of over the course of the last couple of days is the there are a lot of dealers. There was a, in particular there was like one dealer who was trying to enforce rules wrong. Like there was she was enforcing the rules about mm -hmm. talking during a hand completely wrong. 
And it was, she was new and, you know, she'd misinterpreted what she'd been told about the rule about what you can and can't say during a hand. Mm -hmm. And of course, like we were patient with her and everything. We explained to her what it was and called the floor and all this stuff. But like, if you are asking a dealer who's only been dealing poker for two weeks to start implementing shot clocks, yes. they're going to get it wrong. Yeah. They're yes. going to fuck things Especially up. Especially in the WSP. So like you have to, you have yeah. to make it simple enough that a dealer that is new can do it pretty smoothly and pretty easily. Um, because otherwise you're just going to introduce a whole bunch of different problems. Yeah. Hmm. I, I get what you're saying with the executable stuff, but at the same time, like let's not even look at preflop stuff or like a clock. Where someone says, oh, I have this big decision for my tournament life. This happens online all the time, too. But, like, we give eight minutes in some spots live, but online they don't give you a time bank. Again, it's, it's your, your, your argument semantics. Like, online it's very easy. You can automate this stuff. What do you mean? Like it's, just say it's, automated. it's in the software. It's in the yeah. software. It's automated. You just can't automate it live. I don't even mean automate, but, like, if someone takes five minutes, and like, it's clearly... Okay, yeah, you can clock people more, but clearly the system is very broken. Yeah, so how do you fix it? Well, but I don't, I don't think it's the, action clock in some... I think it is in some spots, but not in other spots. Because then you... Let's say you say 10 seconds pre with extra time, and then you say 30 seconds post. Every node, if it goes check, bet, call, check... Er, yeah, I agree. The, it can, that's why... It I, can literally get to five minutes. Right, that's why we said the, the, the clock As is, is a start. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a step in the it's, right it, direction, it, but it's certainly gonna, not ideal. There's going to be a combination of different solutions. Because yeah. even like... The best solution is removing time. Mm -hmm. Right, like, just make it level, like yeah. number of make it number, number of hands, hands. Yeah. like that. Ultimately, just if you completely remove the idea that take like playing less hands, playing fewer hands, to having fewer hands happen at the table. If you completely remove that yeah. as like an advantage, you have to play then, this amount of hands. Yeah. for this level, that's it. Right. It's yeah. it's just about creating an incentive to just play the hand right. as it is and not allow it to take longer well yeah. the reason why you win money is because you you're trying to play as little hands as possible not try to play the amount of hands you need to play right yeah right. and it's it's just like uh, the the other thing that i thought of a couple minutes ago when you said about the the you you can't like call clock on every single person is like what what, you, what now happens is it, let's say i yesterday let's say i as the chip leader was clocking every single person as soon as the action was on them eventually i'm gonna get punished for that Right. Eventually, the floor is going to go, you can't do this. Yep. So now the floor is actively saying, it's okay for these guys to steal money from me by tanking because I'm going to get punished if I call them out on it. Like, it, it just, you create so many dynamics where <laughs> the players who actually have chips and who play well and who accumulate big chip leads and who run good, like, <laughs> that gets punished. Yeah, the system's also just like very slow, right? Yeah. Like, the floor has to cooperate with you. And has to do so in a timely manner. Oftentimes, you'll give a minute courtesy. Mm -hmm. Then you'll call the floor, which will take a minute. Yep. And then the floor will come over and give a speech, which will take a minute. <laughs> and then they'll count them down from a minute. Did, didn't the floor get mad at you for clocking people yeah. in a tournament? This has happened to me many times. It happened to me last year in the 2500. Mm -hmm. She literally walked away from me when I said this guy's abusing the clock on the bubble. She didn't give a fuck. It was the end of the day. They're like, we're trying to get bags out. Like, I don't mm -hmm. care. I'm like, I do care yeah. a lot. And, like, it, it happened to me, uh, you know, a few years ago in the main event. I, I told the story where Alan, or sorry, Alex Keating was at my table, and I came back late from dinner, and he had convinced the entire table to collude against me to uh, stall their way into the money. We were 200 out of the money. We were three levels away from cashing. No one played a fucking hand for three levels. I just sat there and watched everybody tank, 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 mm -hmm. tank, act. And I kept calling the clock over. Alex was right to my right. Uh, I, I, I think it was Bob at the time. I was like, you know, a clock and don't leave. And he just kind of chuckled and, and like walked away. And it's like, okay, fuck me, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah it's like everyone's it, in it's, cahoots. It's, it's a huge difference. Like if it is like the main event bubble, which is always a big bubble, right? And it's just like you have one table and they play four hands in two hours. Mm -hmm. And you have another table who's playing lightning fast. Now, if you're stuck at the table playing lightning fast and you're short, you're just right. You're fucked. You're, you're fucked, and you're at a disadvantage. I remember, like this happened. This in, was the easiest thing for him to convince right? too, because I, yeah, uh, because at this table we had the soft, we might have had one of the softest tables in the room, but I direct position on Alex, yeah. so it's not soft for him, mm -hmm. right? And I have all the chips. <laughs> he's having a bad time. So we really have seven amateurs, and he's just like, "Hey guys, you want to guarantee mm -hmm. cash?" And they're like, fuck yeah, this is my first World Series. The last time I cashed in the main event, I remember like we, we bagged up 
as soon as you cash, you bag day three and then you go yeah. home. And we were backing <laughs> up, we're walking out, and the guy, I was just talking to some random guy at another table. He goes, We played four hands in two hours. He's like, The whole, he was like, It was great. We were all short and we all just needed <laughs> to, to just not to just stall. He goes, We played, literally, we played four hands in two hours. Wow. It's, 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 incre- it's gonna, crazy. And I was like, my team was playing lightning fast. I had to fold right. queens to get in the money. Here's, <laughs> a, Jesus. here's a prediction for this year. I think some, somewhere at, at the main event this year, there's going to be somebody who becomes a villain by doing something egregious and just not caring. Like, do, yeah. like there's going to be some instance where maybe not on the bubble, maybe like when they're deep or something. Like a few years ago, there was a guy at the final table who was taking way too long over every single decision. But like, it's getting to the point now where there's enough people out there who just don't care about the negative consequences of what they're doing, that something's going to happen where some guy's going to like have one chip behind in the main on a pay jump and wait 20 minutes or like something, some stupid thing is going to happen because we're, we're just at that point where like it's, it's unavoidable now that it's becoming such a, a sort mm-hmm. of epidemic that eventually we're going to have high profile situations that are like on a live stream and someone's just doing something that's just <sighs> embarrassing for, for the, the uh, For the 25K heads up, I think the WBT, like the online version that they had, um, I'm pretty sure that they just did levels or number of hands for their mm-hmm. levels. Yeah, 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 but they're playing that, online. Yeah, but like it just works. So I, I'm not saying. No, I get it. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, the yeah. hand number of hands works because everyone is now effectively playing the same static game. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it's two hands here, yeah. eight hands and here. It, it might not be the the perfect solution, but like try it somebody try it somewhere somebody mm-hmm. just run one fucking tournament where we do it number of hands instead yeah. of time and see how it goes you know and it's like please. you know people play this game they want to make money so it's like it sucks but you almost can't fault them for like they haven't a financial incentive to tank right right it's just like oh yeah i don't it sucks. know man i fucking fault them i understand I, what you're saying I, you're but, right but, but, but you're like, obviously it, right but if you don't but, make that rule if you if you just keep right. it where it's a financial incentive to tank then people are gonna do it because right. people want to th- make this money is, this is how any competitive environment works like if the rules allow for somebody to gain an advantage by doing a certain thing and they won't get punished right. for it they will do yeah. it. it it's true across sports it's true mm-hmm. across everything mm-hmm. like you can't just rely on people yeah. to like and the more people the, that become aware actually, of it the, the more this the is actually very comparable to the uh the issue in soccer that they're trying to do a better yeah, job of they, the, flopping. the flopping. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, it's it's not even it's not even just that. It's the way that the clock is managed in soccer. Like, don't even get me started on that. That's like <laughs> absurd. Really you know, is, and yeah. they they just have in the last couple of years they've made improvements to it, but they don't go anywhere near far enough. Like, they need to stop the clock when the ball's out of play, and it would make the game much much more watchable. But yeah. it, it'll be, I would estimate, it'll be ten years at least. Because people are traditionalists in in soccer, and it'll it'll take a long time. Traditionalism is a big part of it, and I also think people don't want to be the ones to stick their neck out and try something new right. and have it fail, mm-hmm. right? Like to be the TD that introduces uh, the the tournament that goes uh, number of hands, and then you know you have recreationals who end up with an hour long break because the table was slow. Like I don't know if you ever played any of the WSOP shootouts, but they used to do. Uh, for the big field ones, like the 1500s, they would do two shootouts in the same day. Mm-hmm. So you would win your first table and then you would have to come back similar to what they do with the heads up. I love the heads up. And there was just no way to know mm-hmm. how long it was going to take. So you would just kind of be like meandering around. If you <laughs> want your table fast, you would kind of like meander for like four or five hours sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not ideal, but it, it at least we now flip it around where everybody has the incentive to be finishing faster, yeah. right? Because yeah, yeah. you don't want there to be a circumstance where your table takes so much longer and you're the one who's holding up everybody else. Right, right, like, right, of course. Yeah. It flips around the social dynamic of now, instead of everybody else is waiting for you, you, you don't want that. You don't want like to be the one that is responsible for the other thousand players in the field having to wait an extra hour. You know? yeah. There's also just no, there's less in- incentive just in general, right? right? It's like, why would you want to tank now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, they want to make, feel like they're making good decisions but outside of that well, sure okay. but like at that at that point you just have the action clock and shot clocks and everyone has mm-hmm. their fixed amount of time yeah. you play a certain amount of number of hands per level and then you see where that goes i, I yeah. think that that's that hybrid idea is probably the best where you're still putting them on the clock mm-hmm. uh while forcing them to play x amount of hands shot, shot clock plus hands per level yeah. somebody yeah. do it please burke you uh you tanked your way into uh into a bag last night didn't you uh <laughs> i was nine bl- nine i was gambling so they've they this 
I love seeing your hand history. Not right? that this Which, was supposed to be a shit on WSOP yeah. day, but this is the third thing in a row that like they're they're uh, not doing well. Secret. So it was a secret bounty, but the only secret was what the structure actually yeah, is. What, what is the difference between a secret bounty and a mystery well, bounty? Yeah, I, I can answer this because I, I figured it out. Difference? What it is is they didn't know how much the bounties were going to be Correct. because they weren't sure how many entrants they were going to oh, get. So they didn't want to guarantee a certain bounty, yeah. so they called it a secret because the secret is we don't know what we're going <laughs> to yeah. actually get in terms of a field. Well, well, it's not, not just field fine. size. It's it not even huge. just field size. It's not even just field size. The the secret is they don't know how many bounties they were going to pay. Right. So with the mystery bounty, they're paying exactly 5% of the field. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they'll have that bounty prize pool for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For ours, we actually, I actually still don't know. <laughs> uh, they said that we were going to play 15 levels as on the structure sheet. Mm -hmm. Then they said we were going to play... Uh, 16 levels <laughs> then they said we were going to play down to the money then they said we were going to play 16 levels again and then ultimately we ended up bagging after 15 as was written on the structure sheet so now according to the structure sheet bounties are supposed to be in play today if that's true 30 percent of the field then will become a bounty as so opposed to yeah it's that's a lot wild that's totally different yeah. correct the mystery millions mm -hmm. five percent right. that's cool right. wow holy shit that's yeah so are you you don't know if you're going back with bounties in play or not? No yeah. fucking clue. Do you have clue. any shorter stacks at your table? I have no clue. I haven't even looked at my table draw oh, yet. Okay. But like uh, I have no clue what we're going back to and that was brutal for the hand for hand last night at the end of the right. night because I have nine big blinds. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm coming back to a bounty tomorrow which makes these nine big blinds worth infinite <laughs> or if I'm going to be 15% of the field away from being eligible for bounty in which case I'm going to take a close spot. I will say the only not positive but positive is that everybody doesn't know together. That's true. That is very <laughs> you know I mean? it's, it's, it's not like anybody hey. has extra inside info. There there was I will say though like they fucked us doing it the way that they did by constantly making these announcements because it it alters the strategy, right? So It's the paranoia they, factor. I literally text Landon, I'm I'm dead tired. I've been playing since like 10 a.m. and I go we're playing till the money now. This is brutal. We're not going to get out until like 3 a.m. And I have like, <laughs> at the time I had uh, like 20 blinds or something like that. And I opened King seven suited from the hijack and the small blind jams for uh, like eight and a half blinds or nine blinds, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, well, we're still 15% away. Like this is a clear call. No, no big deal. Whatever I call. And uh, I outflop ace nine. And then ultimately he rivers me and I lose. Two minutes later, literally two hands later, they go, just kidding. We're playing till the end of this level and then we're bagging bounties. Like, bounties may be in play tomorrow. It's like, I would have fucking folded. Yeah. <laughs> That's like an extra seven blinds for me the next day. Yeah, like, I would have just clearly folded. You can't have, like, because it, it does influence decisions. It does influence strategy. Like, you, you, especially in a bounty, like, you can't have the structure not be clarified in advance. It's just completely absurd. It is funny how they, like, this stuff happened, but we have yet to get to the trying number of hands thing, which, like, seems very right. reasonable. It's like, you know what? Let's just try a very reasonable, thought-out idea versus, all right, it's secret time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a secret. I will say, throwing secret in the title does make this it's very interesting. totally justifiable. I will, yeah. say, I will say, though. They knew what they were doing. I thought that secret bounty meant everybody had, like, a bounty envelope, and nobody knew what theirs was. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, if you bust cool. them, like, you get a certain cool. amount of, you get a yeah, certain yeah. bounty, and just, and right. no one knows. That'd be cool, yeah. but be, you could game it. Yeah. How? Yeah. Uh, the, the, I, off the top of my head, there's just ways you could game it. Yeah. Like you could just open the envelope yourself. Uh, who knows? Like no, they don't give you one. Like it's just assigned to you. You don't get anything you can actually open or whatever. There's well, it's the same thing as mystery bounty. Yeah, at that yeah. Point. That's, secret yeah. bounty. Um, that's <laughs> literally the same. Pretty huge turnout for it too, right? Uh, yeah, just over 500 people. Yeah, people wow. love secrecy. Sir, <laughs> they, they announced. <laughs> they go. <laughs> they go. Well, at least the structure sheet was uh, one thing. This is a big secret. Yeah. What's gonna happen tomorrow? <laughs> this is they, 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 maybe maybe this is a tournament I would love to be a fucking like announcer at TD yeah, for. This maybe, is fucking me all over. Maybe, maybe they people. have to do at more secret tournaments, like secret payouts, yeah. right, secret yeah. bubble. Yeah. <laughs> everything's a secret. You enter, I'll you don't know what the buy shit. is. Maybe, maybe the actual Surprise secrecy. Is winner take all. Yeah, maybe the actual secrecy <laughs> is what you get paid for busting. So like, yeah. instead of first place being seven hundred thousand and and uh, de-escalating payouts from there, it's just like seventeenth. You, you finish at forty first. Mm -hmm. You pull an envelope. Oh look, first place money. <laughs> Fuck you. 
guys. <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool. Enjoy playing the rest of the event, boys. I'm going home. That but, would yeah. be very, very interesting to have a structure where, like, when you bust, you get a certain amount of, like... It's just a random payout. It's a random payout, but the longer you're in the tournament, the more envelopes you get. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You see cool. what I'm saying? It's like, if yeah. you last the whole tournament, it doesn't mean mm -hmm. you're guaranteed first place money, yeah. right. but you get, like, the biggest chance yeah. to get first yeah. place. That, um, That's actually pretty cool. They, that would call it super done, secret. They've done... <laughs> <laughs> they've done variations of like random stuff like that. They used to do it on PokerStars. They used to do it on April Fool's Day. Mm. So I remember, but this was like 2010, 2011 sort of time. They used to do a day where like all of the tech guys who manage the software would get to create a tournament that was just a stupid structure. Like they had, they had one where it was like the blind levels would go backwards. <laughs> they had one where the payouts would be randomized. So like 28th place would get the most money. Like That'd they be used, sick. And they would all be like $10 buy-ins. So they would just be like meme tournaments, basically. Mm -hmm. But it was always really fun because you'd get to... That, they had one where it was like all the blinds ended in eight. So it was like the, the it started at eight and eight with an eight ante. And then it went to 88 that. and 88 yeah. with an 88 ante and shit like that. And it was just like these meme I tournaments. I kind of love this idea. Listen, uh, hear me out on this, okay? Let them cook, let them cook. Okay, so you play a tournament. You play down to 10%, just like it's a satellite, right? Mm -hmm. Once you make the money, everybody quits. It doesn't matter how many <laughs> chips you have, right? Everybody just quits. <laughs> and the only thing that your chips matter for is in rank order of like first to the last person, you get to choose your envelope, right? Mm. So you get to, so it benefits you now to be the chip leader because you're pulling from the entire pool. Uh, or maybe it doesn't. I don't fucking know, but <laughs> it's all randomized, yeah. right? So it's, it's a true payout structure. Like, you know, say 40 people cash, it's one through 40, where first place is, you know, 10% of the prize mm -hmm. pool or whatever, and 40th is like, you know, 0.1%, whatever. But everybody just goes and randomly chooses what, what position they finish in. <laughs> that would be There's wild. another one. I was talking with uh, Roman Lewis at my table in one of the events the other day, and uh, we said they should do a mystery bounty. And then after the mystery bounty tournament ends, you do deal or no deal. For the envelopes. You have like a TD who's doing the, like making you an offer for your envelope and shit like that. Like you just <laughs> combine a tournament and deal or no deal. Meanwhile, here we are. We can't get fucking stalling to stop, but we're expecting them to run a Howie Mandel version of deal or no deal in the mystery Super bomb. spicy yeah. secret tournament. Yeah. Deal. I would love to be the Howie Mandel of this. Oh, Look, you can man. take this four. You could go... Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor. I didn't get a chance to work it in throughout the course of the show, but WPT Global, big shout out to them. Thank you guys so much for uh, being a part of the show. If you guys are in a qualifying territory, be sure you uh, click the link in the description below or hit hashtag WPT Global in the chat. Use sign up code Berkey to get a deposit bonus up to $1,200. That's uh, that's just free money for all of you guys out there. Hunt, congratulations on your deep run. Thank you. I'm sorry to see it fall yep. out in seven. Hey, we'll get him next time. But I will say it was a smaller buy-in, so if you're gonna run deeper in something, make it a little bit bigger so Burke can get a taste. All right. I'll try and do it. I'll try and do it in the main. Yeah, like let's run deep in the main, maybe in one of these five Ks. Something where I can get a little ten ball, you, you know? know what? I didn't swap with Landon. I should have swapped with Landon I and I would have won. This, I fucked up. Yeah. Should <laughs> yeah. so have just ten in line. I know, right? Yeah. He That's is the swap god. You would have won if he was swapped. You would have really, at least fourth place. Did you swap with them in PCA? Uh, I did. The PSPC? Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. I wouldn't have gone deep if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> at least fourth place for you gotta sure. You got to pay, you know? You got to pay. You, had yeah. you done the swap. I got to get out of here. I have nine big blinds in a dream. They're running and up. And if uh, that doesn't work out, then I'm playing the Tropicana stream tonight at six. So, What's your secret? I don't know. I don't know yet. Uh, my secret is I'm keeping Chauncey. Yep. Uh, Marley just doesn't know it yet. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. Pacific. We are going to be giving away the partnership with me That's in the right. tag team event. I'm going to teach you all about stalling and how to make us money. <laughs> be sure to come prepared with uh, trivia on me. These guys are going to write up some questions for you. Uh, we'll be giving that away sometime midway through the show. Hunt, thanks again for joining us. Uh, we'll see you guys all in the morning. Later, squad. Peace. Later.